0: I think to keeping it really simple because I do know that in this, dietary society. We're like keto, blah, 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 like so all these diets. Honestly, if you're a reproductive woman, I think it's really unnecessary to totally cut out like carbs or all fats or whatever. So I think balance is really key there. Now there is an individualized approach because some people, um, and this is why we can do food sensitivity testing, but some people can't do like salmon and salmon's good. You can't do turmeric and turmeric inflames them. So there is that individualized component, but if you're just starting out, you can ask yourself, can I kill this or can I grow this? If you, can answer yes to those questions then that's how you know like it's food if you can't answer yes to those questions then you know it's processed not saying that your diet has to be completely processed free, like that's a lie because i just ate like a justin's peanut butter cup like not that long ago so but for the most part you should be eating wholesome foods and i think like i mentioned not taking out all carbs Honestly, I don't think women really need that. And then also making sure you're not under eating. I would say like 95% of women that come into our practice are under eating and not intentionally. Like they are just like, mm-hmm. I'm just following my hunger cues and I'm just mm-hmm. not hungry or I'm intermittent fasting. You found this podcast
1: because you're a mom who wants to disrupt what is expected of you. You're passion focused, purpose driven, and ready to break through to your own version of success and finally build a life and business that is totally on your own terms and led from your inner guidance system. You're not interested in replicating what someone else told you was successful. You're 100% ready to design your own reality in life and business, and you're here for it, all of it. I see you, I hear you, I am you. So let's get started in turning our dreams into bite-sized actionable steps to launch forward toward our dreamy, soulful, fulfilling, and joyful lives and businesses. Welcome to the Moms with a Purpose Show. Hi, Lahana. Welcome to the Confessions of a Working Mom podcast. How are you today?
0: I'm good. Kelly, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
1: Of course. Thank you so much for coming on the show. So, can you tell us a little bit about what you do to help moms in your business and sort of what is your business? How did you get to this area of specialty?
0: Just tell us all of those things so we can get to know you a little bit better. Awesome. All the things. Okay. So I am Mahana Vigliano. I am a board certified clinical nutritionist and the CEO of New Vitru Wellness. So it's not just me. I have a team of dietitians, and we help women, especially moms. We love moms. I'm a mom. So I, that's why I love moms. We help women use food as medicine. So more of a holistic approach to different hormonal and gut issues as well as things like weight loss and all that. But we love gotten hormones for sure. But I guess kind of what brought me here, I wanted to be a doctor since I was like five, basically. So like I loved health in, since as far as I can remember, I don't know why. I don't know what I was watching or what I was doing for me to like say, I want to be a doctor, but I did. <laughs> and then my whole life, I just kind of grew up with that mindset. But I had my son when I was 18. So me, he's my husband now, boyfriend at the time. We had him, I was so young. So I remember still going to school full-time. I'm definitely the remove all excuses possible. Um, so I don't think anyone could give me an excuse. I could remove it for you. I was working full-time, literally 40, 35, 40 hours a week, going to school full-time. I never stopped. I literally was in my college bookstore because I just had my son. And like two days later, the semester started. And I was like, well, I'm not like stopping. I'm just, I'm total go-getter in that way. But I remember like feeling my vagina was going to like fall out of me. I just gave birth and I'm in here like buying calculus books. Like what is happening, <laughs> what is happening yes. right now? So I um, had him just crazy. I was still pre med And then it was in one of my classes that I realized that th- what's going on right now is like every pill or this pill for every ill. And I was like, this is like not... How I envision healthcare. This is not how I envision taking care of people either. So mm-hmm. I started having like a change of heart. And I think being a mom too, I realized how much I wanted more freedom with my schedule as well. I wanted to be flexible for my kids. I wanted to be, if they were sick to be home, I don't want to have to be like at a hospital and like, I couldn't like, you know, you can't leave or you can't call out or something. So that also helped me pivot. And then I found nutrition through one of my classes and I was interested in it, but I don't think I was totally sold out until I really got into like the thick of it. So I changed my major from pre med to nutrition science and graduated. And I'm actually almost done with my master's. I took a long break because it was so hustle bustle in the beginning of my motherhood journey that when we had our daughter, we got married, had our daughter. I was like, I want to be a stay at home mom for like a year because mm-hmm. I really just want to spend time with my daughter that I didn't get with my son. I'm sorry, son, and that was awesome. But by in eight months in, I was like. I'm getting antsy. Like I need to do something. Um, and so I put my degree to work and I founded NuVitru. So we've had it since like 2015. But then I was like, I love school so much. So I'm almost done with my master's and then I start my doctorate next year too. So. Oh wow. That's me in a nutshell and like kind of what brought me to this line of work. I
1: love that so much. And yes. On this show, we talk a lot about sort of, you know, that entering motherhood, but, you know, our ambitions do not fade when we become mothers. And sometimes, and I've even been exploring lately, I think they're even amplified to an extent, because now we're responsible for this new human being, but it really makes us think about life in a whole new way. So I just love that. That story and that ambition and yeah, going for a, a doctorate—that's amazing.
0: I know I can't, I'm such a school nerd. My husband said, "What are you going to do when you're done, Lahana?" Because there's literally nothing else you can do. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> I I'm gonna be I'm gonna be sad. I was like, but I also might be like euros old and have like a trillion degrees. No, I, <laughs> I love learning, so I'm sure there's something I can do.
1: <laughs> I can relate to that. I um, consider myself a lifelong learner, so.
0: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. for sure.
1: So you talk a lot to moms about hormones, balancing your hormones to get into you know your ideal health state. Can you talk a little bit about you know your work with balancing hormones and a few things that you teach moms? Maybe something they wouldn't consider or wouldn't understand or know if they didn't start kind of looking into hormone health and all of those things. So just like a couple of things you want to share about that.
0: Yeah. I love working with hormones because we all have them. And as we're like a mom, we're in our reproductive stage of life, which is crazy. And we're legitimately on a roller coaster every single month as I'm about to start. And I'm like, totally like feeling it, you know? So it's just one of those times. Um, so I love helping women understand their hormones. I also love helping them figure out if something is imbalanced and going on, but something about hormones that I think people don't realize is that it's like, especially sex hormones. So like our estrogen and progesterone, those are things that tend to be like one of the last dominoes to fall. So it's not so much like if you have too much estrogen, for an example, yes, that's helpful to test that and know that, but that's not the end. It's not like, okay, let's bring down estrogen. Like let's peel back the onion, which is why. And most of our practice is so driven with functional medicine because we want to get down to the root of it. So like, why did estrogen dominance happen in the first place? And when you really look at it, it all starts coming from things like gut health and things that are really like my favorite thing in the world. It's like when people come to us for hormones and they're like, why are you asking about my poop? And it's like, it's like, <laughs> where, like what is happening? I was like, I promise it's for a reason. Um, because the gut health is so intercorrelated with how our sex hormone balances. So you might be reabsorbing your estrogen that's trying to leave the body. You might be reabsorbing it. And that's why you have estrogen dominance. So I love helping women like make those connections. So if you do have something hormonal, you feel that something's hormonal, and maybe you don't know, you don't have a confirmation. Yes, you can test for them. But honestly, it's something bigger. And that's why we tend to look at the foundational things. So like, what's your diet look like? How stressed are you? Which I know feels like a cop out. Because to me, that's one of the hardest things to change is stress because it means making big lifestyle changes, big mental shifts. That's like totally my downfall. So I 1000% like understand that for my core, but it's like environmental toxins. It's how's your sleep? How's your physical activity? Are you exercising too much? Are you exercising not enough? So these are all the things that you have to really unpeel back because to be honest, these are the things that's what's going to throw your hormones off in the first place. Mm -hmm. So like birth control won't get you there. I know it's a huge thing with like balancing hormones. And if you can't see this, I'm using quotes um, because it doesn't, it actually just shuts down hormone production and your bleed in quotes that you have when you're on the birth control pill is not a real bleed. It's a withdrawal bleed. That's just because you are withdrawing from using placebo pills at the last part of your birth control to bleed. So it's not a true period. So that I just love, I love all things hormones. I hope that answered the question.
1: Yeah, you did. <laughs> and I'm okay. so glad that you brought up the birth control thing. So I was someone that was on it for probably a decade and just made Mm -hmm. the decision like two years ago to just go off of it completely. And based on just a personal decision, I felt like it was negatively impacting my health. And I can't tell you how much that things have improved since then just going off yeah. that birth control. And I'm not trying to sway people either way, but I am. So no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just but kidding. It's like, it is, you mm-hmm. know, they tell you it will, like you said, they tell you it will balance. Doctors will tell you mm-hmm. those hormonal, hormonal issues. But I think what you're doing is so important because you're really yes. giving the women the individualized attention and telling them, you know, you're not just a textbook case, like your body is unique and we're yes. going to help you figure this out together. So I think that's so important.
0: Yes, for sure. I know so many women don't realize that with birth control. And a lot of times we're so young when we get on it and we just don't have that. And I just think it's mind blowing to that. Women don't understand like your risk for blood clots significantly go up being on birth control and just like all these other issues. I mean, yeah. I don't think it's a coincidence that infertility is on the rise. And there's just so much more in our control. So like if you're using birth control to like balance hormones, I really suggest you looking elsewhere to really figure out because the moment you're not, you stop birth control, your hormones are back to being crazy. And then that's, so that's obviously a band aid. And then if you're using it to prevent pregnancy, I don't know. I encourage you to like try a fertility awareness method, something that's a little bit more natural to get in tune with your cycle because you are only able to get pregnant a couple times throughout the month. So I think it's a little bit crazy to think that you're trying to impact your hormones 30 days out of the month when you're only able to get pregnant twice. It just takes a lot of work. It's not an easy, let's forget it. But in my opinion, if you're quote unquote so busy, and trust me, I'm busy too, but you're not, if you're that busy to not pay attention to your body and your cycle, yeah. again, I think it's a tough conversation to have of what's going on in your life. What do we need to change? Because this is a big deal. This is something you should pay attention to.
1: For sure. Yeah. It's so important to listen to our bodies. So going with that sort of topic, can you describe sort of what you mean when you talk about toxins in our bodies and how those affect our hormones?
0: Oh my gosh. I love toxin talk because this is something that's 100% like never really brought up when you talk hormones there's like over 300 environmental chemicals that are found in human samples. And this is straight from the CDC. This is not mm-hmm. me making up some random figures. I'm not that smart. So this counts for like urine and blood and breast milk. So the problem is with these toxins is that they can mimic your natural hormone, bind to different receptors and interfere with the way like hormones are made. So for an example, thinking of BPA, maybe BPA phthalates, I don't know exactly the one. But if you saw like a chart, um, and this is all happening inside of our mitochondria, which we're going back to like really high school biology, this is like the little powerhouse of the cell. But that's where our hormones are made. So taking from cholesterol, which is the backbone of the hormones, so we need really healthy levels of cholesterol. But taking cholesterol and going down all these steps, and in between the steps are different enzymes that move the next step to the next to the next for your end product of a hormone. But like BPA and different environmental toxins actually inhibit, well, can inhibit or increase these enzymes. And that can totally break the cycle of creating testosterone. I think this is such an important talk because in our society nowadays, we are not from the 1800s where there was three toxins. Now we are exposed to so many in our life. Even if we try our best, I am still exposed to it no matter how what I've tried. There are some things that are out of our control. But still being making mindful efforts to change what you do have control over is like what we're Mm -hmm. huge, huge supporters of. So that's kind of how toxins impact our hormones. I mean, everything from creating the hormone, using the hormone, getting rid of the hormone is how it impacts it. So I hate that this isn't talked about because if someone's having issues like with low testosterone and they're having issues just making it again, it's kind of like, oh, well, let's just supplement with testosterone. It doesn't Mm -hmm. actually ask, well, why isn't my body just naturally making it? Because I do believe the body's really, really smart. And I think it's working and trying to speak to us often. And -hmm. we just don't take the time to actually stop and listen.
1: For sure. And yeah, I used to be very guilty of that when I was in Mm -hmm. that hustle life. And I like to say now that I listen to my body. So I actually take the time to listen to it. And it makes a world of a difference. Like it doesn't take as much time as people would think it does. It's just about being I know, like in tune with yourself pretty
0: much. For sure. Yeah. It doesn't take much at all. <laughs> yeah.
1: So what is important about so you're sort of like the work you do in your business, you set you work with women to set up an individual plan, sort of like unique yeah. to that person. What is important about doing that instead of Sort of like, you know, typical modern medicine or, you know, traditional physician type medicine kind of sometimes throws out like a one size fits all solution to you. And it's not always going to like, it's not always going to help you because everyone's different. So what is important about really tuning into those individual health plans?
0: Yeah. I think this is where we kind of get caught up in like, what's our neighbor doing? This is what works. What's on Pinterest? What's on social media? Oh, Mm -hmm. this sounds awesome. Let me try it. And I feel like a lot of women waste, I want to say just time, but honestly, I've seen women waste decades trying to just figure out, well, this worked for this person. Let me try it out. And to me, I'm just like, oh my gosh, stop the guesswork. Like, Let's test. Let's figure out what's going on in your body and your health. Yes, sometimes it feels like it's a little bit more money up front when you hire professionals and do all this, like, lab testing, especially stuff that's not covered by insurance. But, like, how many decades and years is that going to save you? But I think the important thing is just because there's one condition, I'm going to bring in PCOS. I think that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, just because there's PCOS. So you and your friend Sally have PCOS. And Sally has PCOS that's driven by a blood sugar imbalance. Like that is why PCOS can happen is because there's blood sugar imbalances, too much insulin, insulin resistance, high blood sugar, et cetera. So she works on, you know, controlling her sugars and improving insulin sensitivity, et cetera. And so you are saying like, oh, I have PCOS too. So if that worked for her, it must work for me. But the thing is, is that just because she has the same diagnosis, what drives her PCOS may not be what's driving your PCOS. Your PCOS might be more adrenal or stress driven. And so that's why you could do all the insulin, blood sugar stuff possible but you're not going to get success. So you will still feel the same. And you're like, what's wrong with me? Because even though it's the same thing, what drives different diagnoses or different symptoms? Let's say you don't have a diagnosis, but your bloating might be driven from totally something else. Maybe you lack mm-hmm. digestive enzymes and your friend is just eating too fast. Um, It all depends. And I think that's where working with someone who knows that, that can kind of guide you again, not to waste your time and really fit and make a plan that's for you. I think that's where all the success happens. Um, I do think that different practitioners practice in different ways. So I think one of our favorite like reviews people I hear from people, which we hear a lot is like, I've worked with so many practitioners. I've worked with specialists, doctors, even like acupuncturists. Like I've worked with so many different people and I totally like, I want to cry like mush, but they're like, I finally have found, like, I finally got success with you. Mm -hmm. And usually it takes a team. We're not like the end all be all, but it usually takes a team of people um, for your healthcare team as well, just to make sure that you are addressing all the things in your life. So definitely pro individualized versus like DIY. (laughs)
1: Yeah, for sure. There's so much value in the, you know, giving individualized attention to, and especially to women, because You know, in, to me, it seems like in, like, modern medicine or typical practice of medicine, it is, like, women's needs aren't as addressed as often because it's just like, oh, you know, it's this kind of solution or it's this kind of plan that's worked for other people, but maybe that's not working anymore and they need to, like, figure out what's going to work for, you know, for you personally. So, I feel like just giving women that option to explore a plan that's going to work for them. And I love that clients have come out saying, you know, finally, someone is listening to me, I'm getting better. That's just amazing. So that has to be just so sort of, you know, fulfilling and make you feel good about the work you're doing as well. Yeah,
0: I definitely agree. And like, I always tell women, like, if you ever feel like you're being gaslighted and they're just saying like oh that's normal or oh your blood work is normal and like i don't know why you're having symptoms your blood work is normal you're good like i promise like they're just one probably not doing the right blood work which is the insurance blood work there definitely is merit to it 100 percent. we use it too but there's more out there yeah and it's it kind of sucks you do have to be your biggest advocate like you gotta fight for yourself so don't be gaslit ladies
1: <laughs> yes that's so important yes for sure So what are some things, like a few things you can suggest to moms that they can start doing today to just shift and start making their whole body health like a priority, like their wellness, feeling good, because we all just really ultimately want to feel good about ourselves. And that includes our physical health, because if we're not feeling good it impacts like every other oh area God. of our life
0: <laughs> yeah I don't know about you but I'm really useless if I don't feel good me too yeah <laughs> I am the worst and then my kids suffer and then my husband suffers and then the house suffers and I need things clean and then that it's an awful, awful cycle because then I'm mad because the house isn't clean and it's just it's like <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> but I think, too, keeping it really simple, because I do know that in this dietary society, we're like, keto, blah, 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 like, so all these diets. Honestly, if you're a reproductive woman, I think it's really unnecessary to totally cut out, like, carbs or all fats or whatever. So I think balance is really key there. Now, there is an individualized approach, because some people, um, and this is why we can do food sensitivity testing. But some people can't do like salmon, and salmon's good. Some people can't do turmeric, and turmeric inflames them. So there is that individualized component. But if you're just starting out, you can ask yourself: Can I kill this, or can I grow this? If you can answer yes to those questions, then that's how you know like it's food, right? If you can't answer yes to those questions, then you know it's processed. Not saying that your diet has to be completely processed free. Like that's a lie. Because yeah, like, I just ate like a Justin's peanut butter cup. Like. Not that long ago. Um, <laughs> so, but for the most part, you should be eating wholesome foods. And I think, like I mentioned, not taking out all carbs. Honestly, I don't think women really need that. And then also making sure you're not under eating. I would say like 95% of women that come into our practice are under eating and not intentionally. Like they are just like, mm-hmm. I'm just following my hunger cues and I'm just mm-hmm. not hungry or I'm intermittent fasting. And they're eating like toddlers. They're mm-hmm. eating 1200 calories, which is what a toddler needs. And you're grown, grown-ass woman. Yeah. And you, I, that's how you know I have kids. So I'm like, grown-ass woman, <laughs> because you need more than that. And so a lot of women are eating that, not really realizing that, but that in general is going to impact your hormones, your energy levels, your brain fog, all the things that you're struggling with. So yeah. getting that back up to where you should be eating, and that is actually a kind of uncomfortable process because you're so mm-hmm. used to eating so little. And I always tell women like, Most of the time, you're not in a place where you can trust your hunger cues. That will come. Don't get me wrong. That will definitely come. But if you're so used to eating a certain way, then it's just something you have to work towards. So I think those are some pretty basic things outside of, of course, drinking water and all that stuff. But I think that goes against the grain of what's normally taught in dietary society. So that's why I like to like bring that up is please eat enough. Please eat a balanced diet and definitely individualize it but also making sure you can eat, you know, wholesome foods um, right now. <laughs> yeah,
1: for sure. There's just so much like conflicted information about different diets. And I feel like it has gotten worse over the past, like just five, three to five years. I think there's just so much information thrown at people. And mm-hmm. it's like, what really is like the best answer? But I love that you said, you know, it's not really like a specific diet and I love that you said you can eat carbs because I love oh, man, a lot yeah. of carbs I tried cutting out carbs for a while and it just didn't work out long term
0: so yeah, yeah I just
1: I love that you just bring this up because it's so important I think for, for women, women to realize you know eating healthy or being healthy is really around again going back to that individualized plan and the individual yeah. like taking care of Listening to what your body is telling you instead of just following a diet that may or may not have worked for another woman.
0: Yeah, I totally blame social media in this aspect. Okay. I think it's just like when you see your neighbor saying, "Oh, I lost fifty pounds yeah. doing this," whether it's like an MLM, which is a whole other topic for me, but it's just like I did this and it worked, and it's so tempting because it's like, "Well, I want to lose fifty pounds." But the thing is, what you're not seeing and what I see is, I see, yes, you lose fifty pounds. And it's not even that maybe in the future they do gain it back, maybe they don't gain it back. But what I see is the internal issues that come with that of what got them to losing 50 pounds. So yes, they look good. And I can't even tell you how many people look amazing coming to us. I mean, abs, very fit, huge muscles, you name it. And internally, they are absolute chaos. And so I know that we we see that on social and we want to mimic that, but please don't. Like, please don't. Because I'm telling you, actually, my healthiest people tend to have a little bit of fluff, maybe in the lower abdomen, nothing crazy, but like they don't have like shredded abs or anything like that. So, and I see their blood work and their inflammation levels and their stress levels being awesome. So please don't be deceived by what you see on social.
1: I love that you brought that up. That I think that's <laughs> so important for moms, women in general, to hear that message because yeah. for so long... We did, like, I know, like, I grew up in that culture where it was like, you see a woman on a magazine, and is that what I'm supposed to look like? Like, because I think that's pretty, it's an impossible standard, and for me, I think I didn't really come to terms with my own sense of health till, like, I turned 30, and so I really want for future generations to know these things earlier, because we have been through those things, and we can, like, teach our daughters. And, you know, teach them health is, doesn't necessarily look like this. Um, Yeah. Your unique body is healthy if you're taking care of it.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So let's talk a little bit about kind of being tired, lacking energy. I know a lot of moms tell me, like, this is a common sort of problem that I hear, you know, when I talk to different moms and They're kind of like, you know, this is what's going wrong, but I'm just so like, I have no energy. I'm just tired all of the time. Can you talk a little bit about that as a symptom of a hormonal imbalance or, you know, what do you typically see in moms that come to you that are just really, really tired and maybe something else is underlying it and you kind of evaluate that?
0: Yeah. Biggest thing under eating 1000% under eating. Like I can't even express under eating <laughs> more than I should. It's so underrated. And a lot of the times you can think about it like this, like when you are, let's say you're eating 1200 for most women are like 1, 13, 1400, you should not be eating under anything under 1500. After that, mm-hmm. it's kind of individualized of activity level, et cetera. But anything mm-hmm. under 1500 is too low. We're not like huge calorie counters. Like, I think it's a great tool to have, to understand how much you're eating. Cause a lot of women think like, oh, I eat enough. But then I'm like, actually, let's take a look at numbers. And I'm not a crazy, like, I don't think that needs to be a lifestyle that you need to do, but let's take a yeah. look. And then when they actually look at it, they're like, wow, yeah, I'm not eating enough. I'm like, yeah, exactly. So that's the biggest thing from under eating because your body is going to utilize that energy to keep you alive. It's going to work on your brain, your kidneys, your heart, your brain, the things are going to keep you alive. But that's not going to, Really worry about is your hair quality, hence hair loss or low hair quality. It's not going to really love on your reproductive system. So that's Mm -hmm. where like the estrogen and progesterone, all those issues come because you don't have to have babies to live. So that's like on the lower of the totem pole. So it's going to prioritize the things that keep you alive and you being tired is, well, whatever. You can just sit there. You're still alive, but you're not really energized. So under eating is definitely one. I think with that, naturally, when you undereat, you don't get enough of the nutrients that you need. So mm-hmm. I see micronutrient deficiencies kind of across the board, B vitamins, iron, you name it. I also see hypothyroidism. That's huge in women right now. Their thyroid is not working properly. And um, that can be a variety of things. Most of the hypothyroid women have like Hashimoto's, So that's like an autoimmune component to it. Then that ties autoimmunity ties back into gut health and all that. That's a big thing because that makes everything sluggish. If your thyroid's not working properly, that makes everything sluggish. So your energy sluggish, your bowel sluggish, hence constipation, weight loss being sluggish, so struggling to lose weight. So hypothyroid equals sluggish everything. I see that. And then adrenals in the sense of a lot of the time after long-term chronic stress, it can't keep up like that forever. And that's when your adrenals kind of deplete a lot of people call it adrenal fatigue. That's technically not the right term for it. It's called HPA dysfunction. So hypothalamus pituitary adrenal access. So basically your brain and adrenals communicating with each other. Eventually that just communication starts to like fall after just chronic stress. So now we're not peaking in the morning with cortisol. So you're not waking up feeling energized and you should be. So if you aren't, maybe your cortisol is not peaking. That's It's a stress hormone, which it should peak. There's a lot of benefit. Cortisol too much it's an issue, but cortisol too little, also an issue. So it needs to peak in the morning and then slowly go down at night so you can sleep. So that's a huge thing to support. And then the obvious of like sleep, just sleep bedtime routines are really off. We're watching a lot of like electronics before bed. We're really yeah. stressed. Maybe you're eating too close to bed and your digestive system's trying to digest food, but you're trying to go to bed. So I feel like just optimizing sleep, turning down the AC, getting into a good nighttime bedroom routine, not doing caffeine afternoon, like all that like lifestyle stuff um, really impacts sleep quality, which impacts your overall energy. Yeah, those are all great tips.
1: Sometimes it
0: can feel like
1: we have to do all these things to like be healthy and to like live optimally. And then it kind of overwhelms you a little bit, but Mm -hmm. What I tell people is like, just take a couple at a time, like start making small changes. You know, if it's just like the nighttime routine for now, which that was huge for me, unwinding at night and not looking at a screen like at least a half an hour, if not an hour before bed makes a huge, huge difference. And I feel like sleep quality.
0: Yes, for sure. Yeah, it does feel overwhelming. And so that's why I think another reason why working with someone that you trust and practitioner, and maybe it's not me and that's fine. I'm not everyone's cup of tea and neither is my girls, which is fine, but working with someone to kind of help you prioritize like, okay, this is what we really need to work on. This is the most important thing. And then slowly we work on that because that's what you do have to do. If that yeah. is overwhelming to you, just slow and steady making changes. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely one step at a time. Yeah. So what is your favorite part of the work you're doing to support moms?
0: I think just seeing the results and not everyone is super easy. There are some people that like, even us are like, okay, well, that was one layer. I guess we got to peel back another layer because something's not going right. But I think just seeing the transformation and hearing the like change of who they are because they feel good. Now Mm -hmm. they can do the things that like they're called to do and they can, do things with their family. So I think that's my favorite thing is just seeing the transformation in women, to be honest, it's worth it.
1: (laughs) I love that. Yeah, just seeing probably, you know, how they changed from the time you started working with them to what they can do and how they feel. I would imagine like that feeling of just feeling better. That's huge.
0: Yes, the best. So fulfilling for sure.
1: Yeah. And so switching gears a little bit, How do you sort of balance growing your business and your family (laughs) life? How has that been going? Tell us a little bit about like maybe some, you know, tips or if (laughs) someone else has a dream to kind of, you know, follow their passion and start a business they really feel that is purpose-driven and wants to help people. but. As a family too. So that's a a balance that we have to go through. So can you talk a little bit
0: about that? Yeah, I will say, I know, and I'm the excuse remover. So like I've done it all and I will say I don't have an issue and I see this in a lot of women, but I personally don't have an issue with mom guilt and I'm trying to like dive deep into like, why don't I? Not that I think that's a good great thing. I don't have mom guilt, but I'm like trying to understand the other woman's perspective of mom guilt. And the thing that I see is that like, if you really have a passion for it, you're like, you're not just a mom, you're something more than that. Mm-hmm. And I think that I've always known that of just like, I'm not just a mom. It's great. But when they are grown and older, guess what? I don't want to be the mom of like, oh my God, what are you doing? Let's hang out. I miss you. Like, no, I have my own thing. God has <laughs> yeah. called me into this life for a reason. And you come to me. No, I'm just kidding. But I have <laughs> no problems of some people call the selfish, but I have no problems of filling my cup up first. Like I matter. And I think it really comes down to putting yourself first, which a lot of women have trouble doing, but mm-hmm. kind of like what we've been talking about today, when you are feeling fulfilled and good, that trickles down into your whole family. And so even though it might feel like you're taking time out to build your business or whatever, mm-hmm. honestly, I see this as more of a awesome thing with my kids because my kids are seeing me grow in this aspect. And like, it's the little things of My son talking to his friends, I overhear him and he's like bragging on me of like, oh, my mom is doing like this. So there, even though, like, I will say my kids are now, I had them young. So my son's 11 and my daughter's seven. So we are out of the toddler baby, but don't get me wrong. I started this business when I had a baby and a toddler Mm -hmm. preschooler. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I gave myself grace. I'm not going to lie. It was a lot of late nights, but Mm -hmm. this was something I was so passionate about. So I was willing to kind of make sacrifices there. I made sacrifices in my social life. I made sacrifices in anywhere. So like I put like school, family and my business first. I'm not not in that order, but I think it's all about integrating. So my kids have always kind of helped me. We've kind of always made boundaries, even though they're not here that school. But most of the time my daughter would like peek in and I'd be like, can't talk. I'm like doing a podcast or something, you know? But again, I think this is like implementing in your kids more than you think it is. Because I know, again, that mom guilt of like, well, I'm not spending time with them. We spend time with our kids, but i like to do it more of a, like a family affair, like getting things done and spending time together. So it's almost yeah. like integrating the two. And I think a story I read actually about Elon Musk, um, it was funny because his mom had a nutrition business too. She was a dietitian and he says that he remembers like helping his mom build her business. And we all know Elon Musk is like owner of Tesla. And just seeing that, I was like, oh, my gosh, that's so cool to see because now, like, I got a glimpse of, like, a successful person and, like, how he was grown up. And obviously, mom was really busy. And so I think we kind of need to remember that. Like, in the long run, your kids aren't going to remember that you, I don't know, didn't do something with them. They're going to remember the little things. And my kids know, like, we have dreams. This is what we want to do. And we're going to, like, tackle them. Now I will say I did forget my daughter one time, not because of work. I just honestly forgot it was a short day, and so yeah. she still remembers that. <laughs> I did it one time, and she still remembers it. I'm like, give me a break.
1: I know. Yeah, <laughs> gotta love those like schedule changes in school. Yeah, it, like, te- it catches up Wednesday. with everyone eventually. Yeah, <laughs> I think it to every good parent. Yeah. So yeah, no, I yeah. Love that, though. I love that you're sort of integrating. You know your kids into what you're passionate about. I think that's so important to show them that it's possible to follow their yeah. dreams and to teach them to instill all of those things in them. I just, I love it so much that you said that. So
0: we are huge people, whether it's like even spiritual or Christian. And so we are so much more of like more is caught than taught. And so I want to speak through actions and not really my, Words like I think about it, like if I wasn't able to do this, I think that I not saying I would be depressed, but there would be a level of me that's not really there because I'm not fulfilled every day. Yeah. And because I am able to do this, it, I think it makes me a better mom for sure.
1: Yes, yeah, that is a hundred percent like one of the messages that comes out of this show. Like following our dreams and our purpose and what we're meant to do, it's only going to make us better in our relationships it's gonna make us better moms better spouses better friends like better daughters Mm -hmm. like everything across the board like when we're lit up like it shows like in all areas of life
0: yeah I think it's just we really need to change our mindset like if that's the thing that I like one takeaway like whatever like audiobook like whatever it is you have to do I don't have anything that like stands out to me right now But whatever you have to do, like you have to change that mindset around like I'm being selfish or I need to be spending more time with my kids. Yeah, I get it. But I promise we all have 24 hours in a day. And if I can get my degrees and work full time in a business and do family stuff, I promise you can too. Like Mm -hmm. there's nothing special about me. We just get it done.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think a lot of times it's like the stories we make up in our own minds mm-hmm. that are not true at all, but you've come to realize that, you know, this mom guilt, and I talk about this a little bit, like I feel it's kind of like a story that we made up as moms and that
0: nobody yeah. ever
1: really said this mom guilt is a true thing. Like no one ever wrote about it saying mom guilt definition. I think it's a story that's just been like instilled in us and maybe spread around through media and other things like that. Obviously, social media has not helped the matter, but I think that if we reframe it as it's just a story that we sort of put there, that we could start reframing the story and, you know, yeah, make it different. And like you said, sort of kind of balancing, including our kids and things, not feeling that we're necessarily like pushing them away or not spending time with them, but we're just incorporating like all areas of our life and mixing them together in like a way that works best for us
0: and our family. Yeah, for sure. And real quick, I love CEO school. It's definitely a podcast that I I love and it's something that it's like a mastermind of women. So absolutely love it. But um, she teaches, and this really helps me three buckets. So basically the three buckets in your life. So for me, that's family business and school. And so kind of planning out your week of everything you need to do to fill those buckets. So I have my business stuff. I got to write my emails. I got to do a podcast, got to see clients, blah, blah, blah. And um, for school, got to finish this assignment, et cetera. And then for family, scheduling in those things like a son and mommy date night. Me and my daughter love to do mommy movie every weekend. It's kind of selfish, but I just kind of watch a movie that I don't want to watch.
1: Um, so <laughs>
0: basically like things like Mean Girls or something like that. And we do that every weekend. So I schedule that in exactly like I would schedule this podcast interview in. Um, And so that way, when I'm planning my week, I'm scheduling that in like any other thing. And then if there's ever a thing in business that I could, when we're shipping out our quarterly wellness boxes or when we're shipping out any supplements, they're helping package everything and just kind of spend time together and blast music, et cetera. So I love that resource.
1: I love that way. practical tip that she just gave because yeah, we could talk about like how to do things or what to do, but like giving them that practical sort of just schedule in these things. So that way yeah. they're coming up like regular calendar appointments. And then it's just like, then you get into the routine of doing those things every week because you have it in your mind. Like it's a calendar, like it's an appointment. Exactly. To do it. Yeah. You it's have like to do in it. It's like that mindset.
0: Yeah, Exactly.
1: I love that. So what inspires you? What keeps you moving forward? Just anything that sort of comes to mind about like what sort of keeps you going and inspires you to keep
0: working towards your goals? Um, Honestly, I think just with how healthcare, like the climate right now is (laughs) with all the things going on, I think my clients actually are super inspiring to me um, because I think I'm just so grateful for them because little do you know, like when you invest in like our business and you sign up as a client, you're also like supporting others because that keeps us in business. So we're able to take this source of healthcare and grow it and tell people that there is healing, like healing is possible. And it doesn't always have to mean medication. There's a time and a place for both. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the times people are only stocking the medication and they don't realize that diet and lifestyle can impact you. And it totally can. So I think my clients really inspired me in that way. And then just consistently seeing people work hard on themselves, surrounding yourself with the right people. It's like, if you can do it, I can do it. So hopefully as you're like listening to this episode, you're like, if she can do it, I'm nothing special. You can do it. And so I find just surrounding myself with those people, other entrepreneurs, like that's honestly what kicks me in the butt.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love that. So Lahana, is, are there any other thoughts you want to leave with the moms out there listening today.
0: Girl, I know we covered so much. So I, <laughs> I think we have plenty to take from. So I don't think so. I think I, we covered a lot. We a did. Lot
1: we covered a ton. And thank you so much for sharing all of this knowledge with the listeners. I know they're going to gain yes. so much from this. I know I have gained so much from this. Okay. So I just have a couple more Really quick sort of lightning round questions for you Let's to get it. to know you a little bit better and then to find out where we can follow you online. So what is your favorite part of being a mom?
0: My kids are like my friends. I know some people think that's a little weird, but I think it's also because I'm young. But I love just having such an awesome like, friendship, relationship, being able to guide them, my son coming to me for his, we're starting to have girl crushes. And the first thing he runs to and he thinks is, "is like, I got to tell my mom, I got to with my mom. <laughs> and that's something that I've always wanted to culture as like a mom is having that because I didn't really have that. Yeah, And so I think that's just my favorite thing is just doing life with them and just having that relationship to let them know, like, I'm not here to exactly tell you what to do, but I can share my experience and guide you and hope and pray. That you choose like the best option for you. So I definitely do like parenting a little bit different. I think I'm not like a helicopter mom. Yeah. I'm not like other Karens as my son would say. (laughs) So just our relationship is like everything I would imagine of being a mom. And I love it.
1: I love that so much. That's beautiful. Do you have like a morning practice or like an evening routine practice that you have to do every day to start or end your day on a
0: positive note? I would say drinking a matcha and going on a walk. (laughs) Matcha is my favorite. And walking, I definitely try to hit like eight to 10 K steps a day. And as probably you know, like you can sit down a lot during the day. So I need movement and I'm huge. I love strength training, but like walking is like low key underrated and I need to do it. Me too.
1: Definitely. Movement is so important. Yes. Yes. Especially when you are sitting down a lot, like being at a desk, movement is so important. Who would be like a favorite author, podcaster, or other expert that has really influenced you in your life?
0: Oh my gosh. I definitely love Sonera Madani. I think that's how you pronounce it. She's the founder of CEO School. So love her. I love Dr. Jolene Brighton as well, who's also a naturopath, doctor, and like hormones. Absolutely love what she does. And she talks a lot about post-birth control stuff. I mean, there's just so many, but off the top of my head right now, those are the ones I think of.
1: Okay, great. Yeah. I'll have to check out the CEO school. That sounds very interesting and like it would be right my cup of tea. So yes. (laughs) What are you currently working on that you're most excited about in your business or life in general, or just a big project coming up or something like that?
0: I would say finishing my master's. I graduate in December. So just finishing up. I'm working on my big paper right now. And then start my doctorate next year. I love school. So I think that's like the most exciting thing. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's huge. Um, starting my yeah. doctorate. That's amazing.
0: Yeah, I'm so excited.
1: Yeah. And then where can we find you online? Where do you hang out the most often? Where can people go to sign up for your resources and all of those good things?
0: Yes, definitely our website, www.nuvitru, N-U-V-I-T-R-U, wellness.com, all one word. But I'm also social or Instagram is my favorite. Um, So that's newbie true wellness as well. All one word. I love stories. You'll kind of see more behind the scenes there. Instagram's my favorite to create on, but I'm also falling back in love with Pinterest. So we actually just kind of restarted Pinterest. So I'm loving Pinterest. I think you would just have to be on Facebook. I don't really like Facebook, but you can there. <laughs> if you're a Facebook person. I'm there too. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so true. Yeah. I kind of think it, like think of it secondarily now, like mm-hmm. Instagram first, Facebook, auto posts mm-hmm. to Facebook, but yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah. So yeah. thank you so much for being a guest on this show and for sharing your knowledge about all these topics. I know that a lot of moms are looking for answers and why they're feeling the way they're feeling. Maybe they're not feeling their optimal, you know, best health. So all of these things that you've shared, I know are just going to help impact so many moms out there. So thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you guys for listening. I know that listening to a podcast, Hope so you listen to this on 3X, just so you can get through it, I hope that everything that we talked about encouraged you, inspired you. Um, it's definitely what I love to do. So thank you so much for having me and inviting me into your community.
1: Yes, of course. And you have a great day and I will connect with you again soon. Thank you so much.
0: Sounds good.
1: Thank you so much for tuning into the Moms with a Purpose show today. I am so grateful that you've decided to listen to my podcast. I am so excited to continue bringing you valuable content that will help you in your purposeful and passion-filled mom life going forward. So if you enjoyed the content on this episode, I would really appreciate it if you could leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. In addition, I want to invite you to join my Facebook group Called Moms with a Purpose. I will leave the link in the show notes, but I would really love for you to join. We touch on all of the topics talked about on this podcast, plus, feature free challenges and a chance to meet other purpose driven moms that are out there doing, following their passions and pursuing their dreams, just as you are in their own unique ways. So, I would love to see you in the Facebook group. Until next time, have a great week and thank you so much for tuning in.